Many people will be coming to the Imam Sahib regularly. Please make dua for me. You will be asking the parents, the elders, the seniors, make dua for me. Parents will be busy making dua. Grandparents will be busy making dua. And because it is exam time. When exam time comes, the end of the year, exam time, the du'as get increased. The people sending out maybe some messages to all the contacts that they might have. Please make dua for me. I've got a paper tomorrow. Regularly calls will come to somebody or the other. Please make dua for me. Writing this exam tomorrow. So when the time of exam comes, there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of concern. And with that concern, there's a lot of effort. The effort is on two fronts. On the one front, the effort is made in terms of person working hard, burning the midnight oil, as they say, and restricting himself from various things that he would have desired to be part of. Somebody was being invited to some function, some maybe some dry somewhere, whatever else and he would have been happy to be there, he would have in fact was hoping he could be there but now it's exam time, he has to make a choice either he's going to be part of all this merry-making or he's going to be working hard so now he decides that no, the short-term pain will bring long-term gain so rather have the short-term pain stay away from whatever I want to be part of but it's going to take my time out. It's going to harm my exam preparation. So he rather stay out of those things. You see the bitter gulf sometimes. That he sees the whole family, for example, gone somewhere, enjoying themselves in something. He's now busy burning the midnight oil. He's busy studying hard. Once is this front that he makes an effort on. That he makes an effort in terms of his preparation, in terms of his working hard, in terms of sacrificing, in terms of restricting himself from many things that he would have liked to be part of, if he was desiring. But all this he does because there's a long-term vision here. That this studying will bring a positive outcome, inshallah. And after this positive outcome, there will be some qualification. And then that qualification will become the stepping stone to some progress as he might see that some progress in life, there would be some comfort and luxury that might be able to come, there might be some ease of income, and all the various other things that he sees in front of him, due to which it makes the sacrifice easy. It makes this hard work possible. It makes this burning the midnight oil not just easy, but sometimes even enjoyable. So that's the one side he works on. 
But together with that, he's a person of Iman, he's a person who has belief in Akhirat, and he has mm-hmm. belief in the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. So now he's also making dua, he's asking others to make dua, he's asking Imam Sahib to make dua, he's asking anyone and everyone, sending a message to all his contacts. And sometimes get a call, that time he's not able to take the call. But later on when he returned the call, the person said, no, I wanted the dua that time, because I'm about to write the paper. Now it's already done now, over. So now that's the extent to which person is now concerned, take everybody's dua, take my parents' dua, take grandparents' dua, some uncle living far away, he didn't see him the whole year, he didn't talk to him the whole year also. Now suddenly we remember him also, 35 person, let me take his dua also. So all these things happen, both sides, the person is making an effort on that preparation, and he's making an effort on dua, person who perhaps wasn't so conscious of his salah. Suddenly, mashallah, he's more conscious. Somebody who was perhaps not spending so much time in the masjid, and he's got a lot of study to do, but also spending more time in the masjid. All these things are happening simultaneously. Why? Because there's something in front. There's an examination. And the examination, behind the examination, there's a lot of things he's seen. So when this exam time comes, it makes the person start reflecting on many things, or should make him reflect on many things. And the most essential thing you should make him reflect upon is that this exam time has put so many people into motion, put parents into motion, and grandparents, and the extended family, and everybody is waiting with bated breath, now what's going to be the outcome and the result? And everybody is making dua, there's so much of support from different angles, that this now, whatever this person is requiring in order to get past this, but all help him, all be supporting him in some way or the other. It should make us reflect upon what is the reality of our existence in dunya. Why are we here? What is the purpose that Allah Ta'ala has sent us here for? Where are we headed to? Allah Ta'ala describes this whole aspect in the Quran Sharif. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah Ta'ala is saying الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةِ Meaning this whole system of life and death starting off from the first moment to the last moment Allah Ta'ala says He created this entire system and put you into it Only one word is used here لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ He created all this لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ To test you This whole world is an examination hall. And every one of us, at every moment of our life, is living this test, is practically going through this exam. There's a lot of theory involved also, and that theory more important than that is how the theory then gets applied into practice. Some things are theory, and it's pertaining to faith, pertaining to a person's belief, but then how the rest of it then gets translated into Amal. This is an entire examination. He's got his aside right, and what is Amal all about? So throughout the person's life, he is in this test. Now for this test of dunya, in terms of the small exams of dunya, the small exams of dunya, people pass, they pass, they jump for joy. Some people fail also. They don't make it. feel very sad. Be somewhere in the corners, 
staying out of the sight of people so nobody should ask them what happened, how did you, what, what was your result. They will just stay in the shadows for a while. But then that period will pass, the December month will pass, second January will come, they'll have a second child. And nobody will, two, three people ask, half a dozen people ask, everybody forgot about it, life will carry on. For the few days he just be a little bit, maybe slightly down, but then somebody will encourage him, somebody will pat him on his back, don't worry. Failure is a stepping stone to success, it's not the end of the world, and then he's still got another chance. And life will carry on. But the exam of Akhirat, it's a very different situation. If a person fails in the exam of life, and left this dunya as a failure of the steps of life, then Allah forbid if the person left without Imam, then there's no second chance. Allah Ta'ala gave us this life as a test. Everything in this life is a test. If it is a moment of happiness, that too is a test. And it's a moment of grief, that too is a test. Prosperity is also an exam, and poverty is also an exam. And in fact, prosperity is sometimes a more bigger exam. Compared to poverty, prosperity is sometimes a far greater exam. Far more difficult test. You get sometimes a person coming out with, you know, question one, question three. That was just smooth sailing. Yeah, but the question five really something. I just couldn't get brain in it. So you get some questions very easy to answer. Some questions the person just fails to it. And some he just can't seem to get brain with it. Likewise, prosperity, very difficult test. Abu Dardar says, We made we were tested with adversity. We passed it. Fasabarna. We made sabar upon the situation. We passed it. Then we were tested with prosperity, with ease. Now he's talking from his level. From our level, that too was a distinction pass. But from his level, he's saying we didn't pass. In other words, from that like a person now who was trying for a A plus, now he ended up with a B, he said, you know, I didn't do well. Oh good. Somebody else is telling him you did B, I was, you know, just made it crazy. You're talking about B, you didn't do well. But he was aiming for the best. So for him, it's not good enough. The Sahaba, when that 99% came, that too was a problem for them. So why it became 99%? They seem for must be. We didn't pass this test. So, the test of dunya is in every aspect. Ease is a test, adversity is a test. A person in his business is in a test, within the four walls of the home is in a test. Throughout his life is a test. Sometimes these tests were made very, very apparent to give insan a taste of how things get tested. This is a little lesson for mankind. In Bukhari Sharif, there is one incident mentioned where Allah Ta'ala wished to test some people. Allah Ta'ala sent down an angel in human form. So one person was a bald person and now because of that he had some skin disease. Everybody used to now just get probably treat him like an outcast and people used to probably mock him and hear him. Another person was a leper. He was also being treated in a very, very bad way. Third person was blind, and this blind person also, as a result of his problem, 
Sometimes people are calling him names, blind, whatever. So all these things are now being faced. So now this person, this angel came in human form. The revival of the Khaishari is mentioned. Now he comes first one, the lengthy incident at the crux of it. Ask the person how things is, what's your problem? He says, this is my problem. I have all these issues, people mock me, jeer me, they taunt me. What would you like? I would like that this illness goes away. Any case he passes his hand over the person, that leper becomes cured, this person with that baldness becomes cured, and the person who was blind, he becomes cured. So let the incident get the sense of it. Each one is asked, what would you like? Each one chooses a certain animal. Which animal you like best? Somebody a cow, somebody a camel, whatever. Each one is given one pregnant camel, pregnant cow. And then after a while, those animals start multiplying, now they're healthy, they are fit. And now this person got a whole valley full of goats, that person got a valley full of camels. So now time passed, and everything went so well. Allah sent that angel again, in human form. But now this time, like a very, very down and out person, like a beggar, first he comes to that one person, to the leper, says, look, I'm in a real problem, I was traveling and my provision got exhausted. Now I still got a long way to go. So if you just help me with something, one animal or so, you just take me along with my journey. He says, what what you asking for? He says, but uh, where is you, that person, uh, where have you got all this from? He says, oh, this is my great-grandfather's all, his inheritance came to me. This is from generation to generation that has been coming down, what are you asking about? He says, you not that person, that leper. So in any case, after he has been tested and he failed in his test. So now the test he failed because the time came when he was down and out, Allah Ta'ala just granted everything to him overnight. And now somebody else came down and out, he said, what are you asking me for me? And what are you talking about whose wealth? My great grandfather's inheritance came. So now he forgot everything, forgot the favors of Allah Ta'ala, forgot everything. So now he was returned to his original situation. You failed. The next person, also similar, he also started making some story, what are you asking about now? He said, oh, I'm down and out and I need the transport to get to my destination, no provision, take him away. Where is the same person who had all these problems and difficulties? So, first he rejected, but then when the reality is opened out to him, but now it's too late. When the reality opens out, it's too late. So now he was returned to his initial position again. And then the blind person comes to him and he says that this is my problem, I'm stranded, no provision, and I need one animal to now go along. He says, you take what you want. I didn't have anything. Allah Ta'ala gave me all this. You take what you want. He says, no, no, no. We don't want anything. Allah Ta'ala was testing you. Allah Ta'ala tested your companions also, they fail. You pass the test. So sometimes this kind of incidents took place which are then recorded in the Hadith Sharif first. Nabi Islam explained it, this happened in the nations of the past. He explained that look, when the reality opened out, now to say, no, I'm very sorry, and please, let's just you know, go one step back, too late. Now a person was already returned to his original situation. Likewise, when a person's eyes close in dunya, the reality opens out. Let alone when his eyes close, when he is still half open, when he is still half open but he's already started moving one step into the akhirah, 
and when the pangs of death have slowly started and when the unseen starts opening out to him he can start seeing the angels if he's the angels of Rahmat, he's seeing the angels of Rahmat if he was a person who the angels of Azar came to Allah from us he starts seeing that he's still half in dunya but he's already one step out already Malam Yugharrir as long as a person hasn't entered the pangs of death his Toba is seen, doors of Toba open but now that he's already stepped into that domain the doors of Toba are closed so let alone when the reality opens out <coughs> 100% this is still part of the reality has opened out but already the doors are closed because now when the reality opens out it's too late our whole test is of the unseen right at the beginning of the Quran Surah Al-Fatiha Surah Al-Fatiha is the introduction of the whole Quran but then Surah Al-Baqarah commences ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ الْعَرِي بَقِيمُ فُدَلِّ this Quran is Hidayat for the Muttaqeen who are the Muttaqeen? the very first attribute of the Muttaqeen الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ every Iman بِالْغَيْبِ in the unseen we haven't seen Allah Ta'ala we didn't see Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we didn't see the angels we haven't seen Qiyamah we haven't seen Jannah we haven't seen Jahannam we haven't seen the Qabr we haven't seen the Kishq of Akhirat but Allah the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given us all this information he has spelled it all out to us. Allah Ta'ala gave it to us in the Quran today. That yes, this exam is coming. We are examination on the surface of the earth. We are in an examination under the surface of the earth. When the person gets buried, then the exam starts. Man Rabbuk. Who is your Rabb? Wa ma deenuk? What's your deen? Wa ma taqoolu fi hadar rajul? What do you have to say about this personality? Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But there, it's not the theory that a person learns that will help him to answer the question. It's the practical life that he learns that will make it possible to answer correctly if he lives correctly. And if he lives some other life, then that will be a question he can't answer. He say, ha ha, la adri, la adri, I don't know what it is. So the test is on the surface of the earth, the test is under the earth again. And then after coming out, فوق الأرض وتحت الأرض ويوم العرض this earth, earth and العرض العين the day when a person is going to be presented in front of Allah the day of Qiyamah they also is the test and like in dunya after the exams are over and the reports are distributed and somebody he opens the report and then he is jumping for joy now he is going to show everybody he is going to show his parents he is going to show siblings and going to show his neighbors and going to show anyone and everyone so like that on the day of Qiyamah the report the book of deeds these will be then given out and Allah describes the whole scene in Surah Al-Haqqah the person who will be given his book of deeds in his right hand which is an indication that he's passed فَيَقُولُ هَا أُمُخْرَوُ كِتَابِيَا He'll be going around all people of all mankind is there He'll be going from person to person هَا أُمُخْرَوُ كِتَابِيَا Relatives, parents, whoever, friends people who are mocking him in dunya hey, you know, go to, you know, carry on like a big guru for yourself and but enjoy life a little bit 
And he said, Come, you come wrong with you. Those people who are mocking him, come to them also. How are you here? Yeah, read my book of me. Yeah, read my report. Inni vanantu anni mulaqin khisabu. I was firmly convinced that I would be getting a good mark someday. Because Alhamdulillah, with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, I was trying and I had full hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. So like that person who now the exam time, he's working hard and he's making dua also. And now when he's doing both properly, he has full hope also. But now the person who's not making any effort and neither is he telling Allah Ta'ala. And now he's just having some hopes. Then somebody is asking him that, what you doing, you're not making any effort. He says, no, but I got full hope. You see, this kind of full hope, then this is hopeless. Because dunya is a place of asbar. One has to adopt the means. Adopt the means to adopt, to, to gain that task in the exams of dunya. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala has given you deen. To adopt deen, you get the path of akhirat. So what you get the path of akhirat, is not going to happen that a person will aadidu man atba'a nafsahu hawaha wa tamanna ala Allah. Nabi Islam says, al-kaykisu man dana nafsah. Who is an intelligent person in an exam? Then some get this person look at it, he got seven A's, eight A's, very intelligent. And this person didn't make it, not so intelligent. So now in dunya that's the basis of deciding who's intelligent and who's not so intelligent. But that doesn't really feature in the court of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody might make it with seven A's and ten A's also. Somebody perhaps may not make any A's in terms of dunya. But what A he got for Akhirat, that's the main thing. So on that day, Nabi Islam is saying, Al-Kaykisu Mandana Nafsa. The intelligent person, this is the distinction. Who's intelligent and who's on the other The intelligent person, Mandana Nafsa. Wa Amila Lima Ba'dal Mawr. Who guards himself. He looks after himself. He doesn't just dive into anything and everything. That whichever way that everything is flowing, he just flows to the tide. No, no, he's a lion, he swims upstream. The whole tsunami is going in the wrong direction. He swims upstream out of it. He doesn't just go with the flow. He's not just a piece of dirt on the floodwaters. Because a piece of dirt on the floodwaters just gets carried away, whichever direction the water is flowing in. The whole society is going in some direction, just like the floodwater dirt just goes in the same direction. It can't go any other way. So this mu'min is not like the dirt on the flood water. He has imam. He is a lion against this fitna that comes around him. He swims upstream out of him. So al-kaybisu mandana nafsa wa amila lima ba'd al And he does that which is going to benefit him after death. He says, let's take the small term pain, but we work for the long term gain. Yeah, how many people, they hung their certificate up, but they didn't look to even see any fruit of it. Something happened, a person passed away. When they hung the certificate up, all the congratulations were over, the party was over, and the person was gone through. That's dunya. Not that anything within the limits of Sharia to acquire some skills, to acquire some expertise in something that will help a person to earn a halal living. Alhamdulillah, that's in his place. But that's not the purpose of life. That's a need. That's a necessity of life. Will be given its attention and its focus to the extent of any other necessity. Like any other necessity is a necessity. 
But the object, the object is the long, long term. So, Al-Kaykishu Mandana Nafsahu wa Amila Lima Ba'ad Al-Mawd. And the Nabi Islam says, this is the intelligent person. He is working for long term gain, short term fame. Everybody is going here, going there, doing this, doing that. But he says, all this is very harmful for my long term. It's harmful even for the short term of it. More often than not, it's harmful for everything. It's harmful for dunya and it destroys akhirat also. He says, no, I'm not going to be part of this. Yes, sometimes now there's a feeling of loneliness. Everybody is gone and I'm sitting here alone. There's a feeling of abandonment almost. That because now I don't want to be part of the crowd, everybody seems to have abandoned me. There's a feeling of now that lack of companionship and that sense of belonging that a person likes to have, that I belong somewhere. Now suddenly, where do I belong? No, no, it's nothing to feel. It's how we focus our mind at that time. All how we focus our mind and heart. If a person at that time realizes, I belong to Allah Ta'ala. And everything of mine is for Allah Ta'ala. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Allah who we belong. So why should I worry about the sense of belonging to makhluk? Let me attach myself to Allah Ta'ala. And when I attach myself to Allah Ta'ala, then everything is mine. Ek tu mera to sab mera. Falat mera gami mera. Ek tu nahi mera to koi shay nahi mera. Allah, if you are mine, then the heavens are mine, the earth are mine. If you are not mine, then nothing is mine. There's a famous incident about the king, Ayyaz, and his slave Ayyaz, King Mahmud, and his slave Ayyaz. So he had a very great attachment for the slave. So now, because of this attachment for the slave, so now others started becoming jealous also. So one day he wanted to make it apparent that what is the caliber of this person? So one day he just suddenly made an announcement, had first all the treasury, jewelry and everything brought out and placed everywhere in the court. <clears throat> and he made an announcement that whoever puts their hand on anything, they can keep it. Whatever they place their hand on is there. All the valuable jewelry, pearls and diamonds and whatever else is all laid out. And now the king is making this announcement. Whatever somebody wants, they put their hand on it, it's there. So now everybody dives in different directions. Somebody putting their hand on this, somebody on that. Ayaz was standing close to the king and he just stood like nothing happened. So when everybody now started putting their hand somewhere and he's standing, the king asked him, that, did you hear the announcement? He said, yeah, I heard it. So, Are you not going to do something? He said, is this 100%? Whatever you put your hand on, that's yours? He said, yes. So he put his hand on the king. He said, all these things are what? If I have you, I have everything. These people got somebody got one diamond and somebody got one pearl and somebody got something. What what he got here? If I put my hand on you now, you said whatever you put your hand on is yours. So the Mashayah used this example to explain that this is also you know, the king of dunya. One day he's gonna perish also. And he perishes. The person who connects himself to Allah Then he is not in need of any makhluk to pacify him. Then his heart doesn't need any artificial entertainment to make him feel comfortable. Then Allah bi zikrillahi qasma innul qulub. 
when the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala to the heart gets this peace, his heart will be linked to Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. And when his heart is linked to Allah Ta'ala, then he is in this perpetual peace. In the midst of the challenges of dunya also, he'll be content. He'll be at peace. And the akhirat, what can we talk about the akhirat? So now this person who spent his life in that manner, that he realized his whole exam of life, the whole world, the whole world is an example. And everything we are part of this is part of the test. Where a person looks, part of the test. What he speaks, <coughs> Say to my servant, only speak that which is best. Don't speak anything else. Don't utter any obscenity. Don't utter any vulgarity. Don't backbite anybody. Don't cause hurt to anyone unjustly. Otherwise you'll fail the test. The other person speaks, part of the test. Either he's passing or failing. What he looks at, either he's passing or failing. What he listens to, is either going to make him pass or fail. What he thinks, that he's also been tested. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورُ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye, what the heart conceals. What is inside the heart? Is it the well-wishing for everybody? Or is there jealousy in the heart? Is there malice in the heart? Is there pride, arrogance in the heart? Is there all kinds of evil fantasies in the heart? Sinful thoughts are being cooked up in the heart, and the heart is saved. So, this entire life is a test. Everything from beginning to end is a test. Now, just as in the test of dunya, there's one vital aspect that every person who is writing an exam understands. He accepts it, he understands it, he accepts it, he abides by it in order to pass the exam. And that is restriction. That's the central point that every person understands. There are some voluntary restrictions before the exam that he undertakes. There are some compulsory restrictions during the exam. The voluntary restrictions, right now he saw all his friends going somewhere, family is going somewhere, but now he has to learn. No, 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 now it's only three days left, one week left, two weeks left, I can't come anywhere, I'm not coming anywhere. He could have gone if he wanted to. That itself won't make him fail. But now he is voluntarily restricting himself because he wants to pass and he wants to pass very well. He wants to get the best pass. So now he is putting himself under voluntary restriction. And then come the exam. The exam itself is compulsory restriction. Now he is inside the exam hall. So neither can you eat here now. Don't dare speak to anyone otherwise you fail. You can't look at anything else, take out some paper from your, from your pocket and now you're going to start copying something down, you'll fail completely. Numerous restrictions. You say, but my food, halal wealth. I grew this off my own ground. And the seed also I bought it with my own money. Halal food and you don't need to eat? Haram? It might be the most halal food on earth, but inside this exam hall, during the exams, you don't eat, otherwise you'll fail. He said, but I want to talk to somebody, I just want to ask him how he is, not well, not to make Iyadah to Marie to inquire about the sick person, visit him. So now he, he wants to now inquire about the person's health. But you inquire about his health, then your health is going to go down. Because you're going to be suffering heavy tension, you're going to fail. So all those restrictions he said, you can't walk around here, you sit in your place. 
So for that passing of that exam, he understands the restriction and he abides by it because he has an objective, he wants to pass the exam. For these little exams of dunya, we understand that there are restrictions to be abided by. We understand that a person cannot just do what he wants. He cannot just go about anything as he wants to. And if he wants to pass, he has to follow the rules of the exam. For the exam of dunya, which is going to bring the everlasting jannah, Mala Ainun Ra'at, Wala Udunun Samiat, Wala Khatara Ala Kalbi Bashar, the person who passes this in the Hadith of Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, A'adatu li ibadi as salihin. I have prepared for my servants who have passed. Salihin. 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 Those who have passed the exam of dunya. What I have prepared for them in dunya, they give you one certificate. More than that, they will give you one medal. What is that medal worth? It's hanging and showing off. Fine, besides the skill you learn, you use it for your income, but the award that you get, that, that income you have to still work for it. The income won't come for free. But what for the exam you pass, and you got a pass, flying colors, you passwords, and got a very top pass, you get a certificate for it. You get a medal for it. And the benefit of that, to show off. <coughs> but that's it. The rest of it, you still don't have to work for it. Still have to use the skill and toil struggle and still use it hard, work hard and still work double hard. What you work for the exam sometimes more harder than that you have to work out to use them and earn your income. But that medal, that's all. Can't eat it also. That cardboard you can't eat it. But Allah Ta'ala is saying the person who has passed the exam of dunya, then you work for nothing. And you get everything. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ When you get to Jannah, وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنْفُسُكُمْ What your heart desires is for you. What you ask for, you'll get. Another thing I have prepared for my father's servant, for those who passed the exam of dunya, مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَسْ Which no eye has ever seen. Which no ear has ever heard of. Such things nobody has ever heard of. And which no heart can ever imagine. You can let imagination run wild. So the best kind of thing, but that too won't even start off. It won't even reach the starting point of where the ni'mas of Jannah commence. So this is for that little short-term pain. This is the everlasting gain. Only long-term gain, but that long-term in dunya also finishes off. This is the everlasting gain of Akhirah. So now this person who passed, he will be going around, Ha umukra'u kitabiyah, inni wadamtu anni mulatil kitabiyah, he will be in this great comfort and joy of Akhirat. In the elevated gardens of Jannah. The branches of the fruit of Jannah will be so close to him. He barely just needs to just desire to come to him. That in the days past, what you had sent ahead. The days past. In those days past in dunya, what you have sent ahead, Maslaftum. Now, in view of that, you have all these bounties. Eat and drink to your heart's content. And there's never ending pleasure and joy in them. Allah forbid. And as for the person who's given his book of deeds in his left hand, he might have got, let alone A's and B's and C's and D's. Maybe in the exams of dunya, he even got F's and whatever else he failed to. But he didn't fail in the exam of Akhirat. He still conducted himself the way Allah Ta'ala wanted. 
Then dunya is a very short life. It's a very small place. Everybody has to go on this. Yes, maybe he might not have had so much of the comfort and luxuries that maybe somebody else had. But he still didn't transgress the laws of Allah. And he will pass and he will pass very well. And he will not be among those who will fail on the day of Qiyamah. So these failures of dunya don't mean much. It's a very small thing. Yes, the person should work the best that he can. But not that that's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. The end of the world is when a person has left the dunya and failed. That's the end of the world. Then it's akhirat only. فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَ لِي لَقُوتَ كِتَابِيَا Now he sees everything he all recorded, all the things that he did, whatever wrongs he did, all the evil he committed. يَا لَيْتَ لِي لَقُوتَ كِتَابِيَا Like the first one in report and you see rings there. Now he's trying to hide it. He's wishing that this report never came to him. Something else should have just happened. يَا لَيْتَ لِي لَقُوتَ كِتَابِيَا How I wish I had never been given this report, this book of peace. يَا لَيْتَ هَا كَانَتِ الْقَابِيَا How I wish when I passed away that was the end of it. That was the be-all and end-all and came just never to rise again, never to be resurrected. That's not the case. Every person will be resurrected and will have to give an account of his deeds. Generally in dunya, a person feels very, very, uh, he feels all his support, generally on the basis of his wealth, on his authority. Now on the day of Qiyamah, ma aghna anni maliya. He is himself now lamenting. My wealth has been of no avail to me. Whatever I amassed, the entire world, everything else, nothing. Halaka anni sultaniya. All my kingdom, my authority, the might I had, I to snap my fingers, people used to snap your attention. All that, nothing, of no avail. Halaka anni sultaniya. And thereafter Allah Ta'ala describes what punishment then follows. Khudu fahullu. ثم الجحيم صلوا ثم في سلسلة زرعها سبعون ذراعا تسلكوا all the adab then that follows Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us but this is a very very short phase of our existence we started off in Adam al-Arwah and then we came into the various phases finally we came to dunya this is also just a transitory phase we're not here forever nobody has come here to be forever we're all headed for the akhir and that is the real phase and this entire life in dunya, this is a test. This is a very, very big test. Just to finish off on the hadith of Rasulullah that was recited at the beginning, that part of this test, Nabi said, This world is very, very lush and very, very tempting. Very tempting. It's very sweet, very tempting. But remember, Allah Ta'ala has made you vice-gerents on earth. Allah Ta'ala has placed you here, فَيَمْزُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ He's watching now, how are you going to conduct yourself? You're in the test. Every aspect of your life is a test. Your business is a test. Your mu'asharat and social life, how you live with people is a test. What kind of akhlaq you display, that is, that's a test. What kind of words you speak, that's a test. Where your eyes are looking, that's a test. What you're cooking up in your heart, that's also a test. Everything is a test. فَيَمْزُرَ كَيْفَ تَعْمَلُونَ Then Nabi Islam highlights two things. But remember, all oh, this is a test. فَاتَّقُ الدُّنْيَا وَاتَّقُ النِّسَاءَ Beware of the dunya, how the dunya will come in all its elements. Beware of the material temptations. فَاتَّقُ الدُّنْيَا وَاتَّقُ النِّسَاءَ And fear the fitna of women. 
that shaitan will trap a person through the fitna of woman. And this is something that the enemies of insan, of mu'mineen, have always used these two strategies. They have presented the dunya to somebody to try and derail him, or presented woman to him. This is in all its different facets. Whether it's in the workplace, whether it is out on the street, whether it is in any other interaction of any sort, Allah forbid, if this barriers are not maintained, the barriers that Sharia has made compulsory upon us, and that fitna will ensue, which will just leave every person totally bold that you don't know where to start. This is the least out of giving us a warning right now, 1500 years ago. What's the food? Dunya? What's the food? Nisa? Beware of the fitna of woman. The first fitna that engulfed Bani Israel was the fitna of woman. It doesn't mean every woman is a fitna, but that woman who lends herself to become a means of fitna. That Shaitan will use her. And how she dress and how she'll try to seduce somebody, and how she'll try to make all kinds of things to trap somebody in her fitna, and then Allah forbid when a person falls in those clutches, he forgets who he is, he forgets where he is. Allah forbid, a person will forget he's in the Haramein Sharifain also. He'll forget he has gone for Hajj. He's on the journey of Hajj, and he's in Haramein Sharifain. He'll forget that. These are just code languages, those who have understood have understood. He'll forget where he is, what time of the year it is, what auspicious time and place it is, and what nothing is. Remember nothing. That fitna will engulf his mind and cloud his whole thinking, and he won't be able to think straight. He'll only then wake up from the whole ghaflat when the damage is done. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Nabi Islam gave us this. This is a test. This is a part of the type of questions that come in the paper. Some questions are very easy, just smooth sailing, just get past it. The smooth and the very easy questions sometimes are the questions that we regard as, like, this is, we did this much is enough. Salah is actually an easy question. Performing the Salah five times a day is a test also, obviously, but it's an easy question. A person makes little bit effort, it becomes part of his life. He can't leave it out after that. Fasting in the month of Ramadan, person who grew up fasting is a very easy test. It's a test, but an easy one. Giving his zakat, saying his hut, is also a test. Easy one. But guarding his gate on the street, that's also a test. That sometimes becomes more difficult than Fajr Salah in the Guarding his tongue from uttering which is <coughs> going to be displeasing to Allah That becomes a more difficult thing for him than waking up for Tahajjud. He'll be up for Tahajjud. And we'll be making Ghibat the next month. We'll be up for Tahajjud and we'll be talking vulgarity. All that is part of the test also. That sometimes becomes the difficult question. We have to be preparing ourselves, making an effort to fulfill everything Allah Ta'ala wants from us, taking away the restriction of the exam hall. All the restrictions, we have to prepare ourselves to abide by it. It's a very short life in dunya, the short term pain, there's no real pain in it. Just a little bit of bujahada, a little bit of sacrifice in it. But this, on a blue bishabi wal khayri fitna. And in another ayat, Allah says that 
اللہ تعالیٰ
ولا هم الا فرجتها ولا حاجه هي لك ربا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اللهم اغفر لامه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اهد امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج الكرب عن امه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most high most loving allah اله العالمين يا الله اكبر all the wrongs we have done يا الله you are most simple servant ya allah but you are most merciful ya allah you are most forgiving ya allah you love forgiving ya allah ilahu alamin forgive us ya allah forgive all our major minor sins ya allah forgive our families ya allah forgive our friends and relatives ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah throughout the world wherever the muslims are suffering ya allah remove their pain and hardship ya allah remove their suffering ya allah ya allah we acknowledge all this is due to our sins ya allah Allah forgive us and forgive the entire ummah ya Allah grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah save us and the entire ummah from such amal that bring down azab ya Allah ilahu lalik grant us istiqamat in deen ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah save us from all the trials and tribulations ya Allah ilahu lalik protect us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah Allah enable us to pass this exam of life ya Allah ilahu lalik enable us to pass every exam and test ya Allah ilahu lalik most important ya Allah Allah the test of dunya ya Allah the test of the qabr ya Allah the test of the day of qiyamah ya Allah Allah enable us to pass with fine colors ya Allah Allah enable us to pass in such a way ya Allah that you are pleased with us ya Allah that you ya Allah grant us jannatul firdaus ya Allah grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah ilahu lalik ya Allah Allah you save us from all the evils ya Allah Allah you grant us ya Allah the strength of iman ya Allah grant us the good akhlaq ya Allah grant us the best muasharat ya Allah grant us the best muamalat ya Allah ilahu lalamin ya Allah allah you guide us and protect us ya Allah allah all those are sick and shifai kamila ajila mustamirra daima allah remove every case of their illnesses ya Allah those in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove with afiyat ya Allah ilahu lalamin those in any kind of allah anxiety depression worries tension allah remove with afiyat ya Allah grant sukoon and itminan to the hearts ya Allah ilahu lalamin all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah Allah make them complete baqirat ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirah ya Allah allah the time of over the take us with la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah allah take us on iman kamil ya allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya allah allah enable us to prepare for that last moment ya allah allah we have no idea when the time will come ya allah it could be at any second ya allah allah you keep us in a state of preparedness ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah save us from ghaflat ya allah allah save us from a situation ya allah that the angel of death meets us in a time that we are in the wrong place ya allah in some wrong action ya allah allah you save us from all places and ya allah actions that are evil ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah make our qabr gardens of jannah fast ya allah grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah all those who ask us to make dua for them all those who have raised their hands to this dua allah you fulfill each one's guys needs ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah fulfill each one's fight aspirations ya allah grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah all the work of deen taking place accepted ya allah make it an 
ಎಲ್ಲರಿಗೂ ಹಿದಾಯಿತಿ ಅಲ್ಲ ಎಲ್ಲ ಕುಡಿಬೋಲ್ಡ್ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಅಲ್ಲ ಇಲ್ಲ ಹುಲಾಲ್ ಇಲ್ಲಿ ಅಲ್ಲ ಎಲ್ಲ ಯು ಗೈಡ್ ದ ಉಮ್ಮತ್ ಟು ದ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ಪಾರ್ಟಿ ಅಲ್ಲ ಯು ಗೈಡ್ ಈಚ್ ಒನ್ ಅಲ್ಲ ಸುಸ್ತಿರಾತು ಮುಸ್ತಕೀನ್ ಅಲ್ಲ ಕೀಪ್ ಅ ಸ್ಟೆಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸಮ್ ಸಿರಾತು ಮುಸ್ತಕೀನ್ ಅಲ್ಲ ಇಲ್ಲ ಹುಲಾಲ್ ಇಲ್ಲಿ ಅಲ್ಲ ಆಲ್ ದ ಗುಡ್ ದ ಸುಲ್ಲಾ ಸಲ್ಲಾಹು ಅಲೈಕೋ ಎಲ್ಲ ವಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆಸ್ಕಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಟ್ ಅಲ್ಲ ವಾಟ್ಎವರ್ ನಬಿ ಸಲ್ಲಲ್ಲಾಹು ಅಲೈಹಿ ವಸಲ್ಲಮ್ ಸಾಫ್ಟ್ ಕೀಪ್ ಸಮ್ ಎಲ್ಲ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟ್ ಅಸ್ ಅಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಅಲ್ಲ اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه معين والحمد لله